Welcome back to the John G Show. Every time I come in That's, and you guys start laughing. I know. I just all I'm doing is saying welcome to the John G Show and you guys are laughing. Okay. It's not your words. I know. It's, it's your, in my tone. It's your person. It's who it's you are. Try that again. <laughs> laughing with you. Welcome oh, back to the you. John G Show. Oh, <laughs> you did it like that. Run the game back on that one a little bit. <laughs> Bring the okay. game down on that one. <laughs> Welcome back to the John G. No, <clears throat> sorry. That just sounds like the beginning of Rawhide. Yeah, I know. Rawhide. You're listening to the John G Show, hosted by three Korean American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Welcome back to the John Chi Show. My name is Nathan Nowak. I am one of your hosts. And now I sound like a game show announcer. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm here with KJ and Patrick. I can't do a good intro, so I'm just going to pass it on to them. I feel like every now and then, whenever someone rolls in, like no matter how many times we've done it, someone gets the yips. And we're just like, what? Uh, ha- hi. So I definitely understand. Well, we it's, never came up with just like a, a, this is our intro script. We all sure. just, we're just like, here's the show. And you know what? We've already done it uh, too long now. I don't think that we can go to scripted. I think we have to continue doing it I feel like every way. intro should be different. Just like the Simpsons, you know, a little bit uh, unique in a way, like a little hidden Easter egg or something. Technically, that's, that's though, every up, intro is the same. I think our intros are akin <laughs> to the Simpsons, though. And okay. that... You never they are know very what similarly get. structured, but <laughs> dump, something different happens each time. Exactly. That's what no, I'm saying. No, I, I think it's, you know, we've got the cold open, and then we've got the title sequence, and then we've got the beginning of Act 1 for every episode. And you never know exactly what you're going to get. So, But no episode is the same. Anyways, this is the Janchi Show. Uh, we get our name from the Korean word Janchi, which means to feast or to celebrate. And we did that intentionally because we're here to celebrate our intersectional identities as uh, Korean adoptees as men, as married people, as whatever else creates our identities, and uh, also to feast either on a food or drink item from the Korean snack aisles. Or uh, sometimes <laughs> it's like actual not snack foods, but usually sure. it's snack foods. Mostly snack foods. Which we may, you know, expand on right nathan i, mean, I love that you keep promising that you're yeah, like you said hey that a you lot. never know in four weeks we're gonna try some real food Boiler and then alert, four weeks he's like you in, in your seven bag. weeks we're <laughs> how did you get a bag in here your box sorry spoiler alert the look under your seat you does listeners look under your seat everyone look under your seat right now <laughs> you're a winner <laughs> and we've been arrested for breaking and entering to people's homes <laughs> i mean we're basically santa claus <laughs> exactly I mean, legal, all right, right i do agree with that we got listeners from all over the world. We got people from obviously America and True. the North American continent, but we have people from uh, West Asia, from Eastern Europe, from North Africa. Actually, wait, I don't know if that one is accurate, but the rest of them are accurate. East Asia, South Asia, South America, basically mm-hmm. all the places. Is it real people? Is it just bots? <laughs> Who's to say? Maybe it's real people using VPNs. But it either way, be. we appreciate you. The United Arab Emirates is number three at 0.71% of our listenership. I've always Woo! wanted to go there. Right ahead of South Korea coming at 0.7 and number right four. Right ahead of South Korea. <laughs> huh. So shout out to our to our followers in the UAE. <laughs> Appreciate you. 
<laughs> yeah, that was me. That was my down. serious voice, but also elated. Welcome to Sirius XM with Patrick Armstrong. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> and everybody, thank you for coming back to the Patrick Armstrong XM on Sirius show. That's a great title, I think. No. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> I've already forgotten it. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving when this airs. Not for us in real time, but by the time it hits your ear holes, if you listen to it it's on the day it's released. What yep. are you guys? What are you guys planning? Um, well, all of my family is leaving town the first year that Sarah and I have moved back. They're like, oh, you guys are back. We're going away now. <laughs> Later. Uh, so Sarah and I are going to do, we're going to go over to my sister-in-law's place and eat some whatever food, probably just, well, so my sister-in-law, um, her partner is Puerto Rican, so I'll probably have some Puerto Rican food. I might try to bring some Korean food or something. Dude, totally. I don't know. Just have a bunch of not white food which sounds really great because we'll have to do the uh more traditional white thanksgiving stuff later Mm -hmm. uh although i think they're we're doing a bunch of stuff but for the actual day of thanksgiving it'll just be eating and hanging out with our 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 family who didn't abandon us yikes (laughs) wow that's the best way to say that right (laughs) hot take (laughs) triggered about 30 percent of the people who listen to the show um (laughs) um well that sounds fun I uh, I don't know on Thanksgiving Day tomorrow what exactly we're doing yet. Uh, I think we'll probably just be hanging out here. But I actually no, we might go up to her parents. But this weekend we are hosting a combo Thanksgiving and Christmas for uh, on her mom's side of the family. At our yeah, well, I just said hosting. I was about to say at our house, but that's what hosting means. Um, <laughs> Typically, yes, yeah. doesn't have to always be. Uh, yeah, um, pretty excited about it. Excited cool. to throw our hat in the ring of hosting. They all want to help as much as possible, and I feel like we're like we got this. You guys, I said I told them to bring their fun attitudes. <laughs> Are good wow. attitudes? I don't know. Bring the fun. <laughs> I don't. Not sure what I said. But uh, excited to do that, though. Um, so you guys are cooking to, all the food. Uh, most of it, yeah. Wow. Um, we've been working on some casseroles, okay. doing a turkey for the first time. Oh, my gosh. Casseroles. Um, I forgot how many casseroles there are for Thanksgiving. Well, so we're Midwest. like blending Christmas and Thanksgiving <laughs> together, yeah. uh, those two holidays um, oh and the gosh. traditional foods. So having like kind of one main for eat to represent each time and then just a mix of easier sides i think i hope and then mm. some casseroles i guess All right. that's what i'm doing what are you doing nathan well uh well now that we're back in colorado we'll be going to my parents house and <clears throat> my mom will most likely be doing the the traditional stuff with the turkey the stuffing the mashed potatoes the you know maybe a corn casserole i don't know it's very traditional stuff which is great because i haven't had that in a while um i don't think i've been back for Thanksgiving in I want to say at least 10 or more years um, because we always came back for Christmas instead so oh I got you and we alternated on that sometimes we'd stay in California sometimes we'd come back here so but we never almost never came back for Thanksgiving we always did Thanksgiving in uh, California with my wife's family and since they are uh, mostly Japanese, it had a very wide range of food items, potluck style on the uh, nice. on the plates, and it was always amazing. But I mean, I never had sushi for Thanksgiving, but I did there. I never had, you know, along with a turkey and some stuffing and mashed potatoes. Oh, but you then, did have a turkey? 
so there'd still be the turkey and the, the gotcha. kind of some of the the traditional stuff, but there'd be like you know there'd be short ribs, there'd be or, or mm. not short ribs but regular ribs, uh, barbecue ribs. There'd be don't go to. Um, I mean, just it, all the time it was something different because everyone would bring you know something unique. We we mixed it up too, and would sometimes bring like a uh, it was like a cornbread casserole kind of thing. Um, sometimes one year we even tried to bring like a, a raw fish dish that we. That we a recipe that we got from Tahiti. It was, it was not yeah, great. It was okay. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't as good as the ones we had in Tahiti, but it was, you know, it wasn't bad. So some people liked it. Nathan's face is like, it was technically food that <laughs> I could was, eat. It was okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't make it again. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy that. I love potlucks because you get a little variety of food. It's the one thing that I've missed during the pandemic is, is going to, well, I haven't been, but the pandemic, uh, made me not go to Las Vegas uh, for the last year or last two years. And I always enjoyed the buffets in Vegas. And so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I know, I know. I've that's, that's never a weird heard thing. A literally anyone ever go, I haven't been to Vegas in a year. The pandemic's kept me away. I really love the buffets in Vegas. You yeah. guys have not lived until you cut went to, to the, cut to to the Nathan in the Vegas. A couple of years ago, looking down at his stomach, saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And or, then cut to a few days later, he's returned to his home and he steps on the scale. And he says, now tell me, we've talked about this. <laughs> that I don't care about the me. gambling. I don't care about the nightclub lifestyle. No, I just want the buffets. That reminds me of <laughs> yes, Parks me 10, and Rec. 20 years ago, it'd be a different story. But. Parks and Rec gag <laughs> yeah. where they go to a strip club for Tom Haverford's birthday to cheer him up. And Ron Swanson is like, you know, these establishments don't really do it for me, but I will never turn down a free breakfast buffet. <laughs> There's <laughs> a breakfast buffet in there. <laughs> it's wild that's see that's why i love doing the show with you nathan i never know what (laughs) you're gonna say next that i really enjoy uh and i really enjoy how did the vegas buffets (laughs) compare to the ones in hawaii no they're still better i mean (laughs) what makes them so good uh the variety just the variety and it's not just some of them are are outrageously expensive i mean again ask me 20 years ago and the buffet was a completely different story but uh, these days, you know, I actually will pay the $65 for the buffet um, <laughs> because it's like you, you get like you get your custom tacos, your, you know, your crab legs. But then you get like like, I don't know, like <laughs> venison hamburgers and like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know why this is tickling me. So I don't know. Much, there's, there's, there's other really like Nathan has went to Vegas and instead of blowing his kids college tuition on gambling, he has yeah. spent it on buffets. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing anyone would ever say is you, that you spent all of your money on in Vegas. Uh, that's <laughs> that's incredible. This is as funny to me as you coming out as a BTS this. army. <laughs> yeah, it's honest, but this is not as surprising. The BTS army or the BTS knowledge. Sure. That's caught me true. way no, off guard. I am a this, foodie, so yes. yeah. You are a foodie, <laughs> and you like anything that says that new would, on it. I think that being a foodie means that you'd be like anti buffets. Well, you know, I, I go to the best buffet. I'm not going to the cheap, you know, five dollar uh, buffet down. You know, you're not going to Old like, Country Buffet, Golden yeah, Corral, exactly. Ryan's I'm not, I'm when not that was an establishment before it got you know, shut down. Yeah, <laughs> I love all those going to Genghis Grill. Those are some of my favorite. No, no, no. You have to go to like the Caesar's Palace buffet. 
or you know the Wicked Spoon in, in uh, Cosmopolitan. We just had an off-air conversation about your weird flexes, and here you go again. <laughs> just the, you, oh, you're going to Old Country Buffet? Bro, find me at Caesar's Palace. Have you ever find seen me at the bone Caesar's marrow Palace on a buffet before? <laughs> I literally have not. No. I literally see, have not. I would literally just okay. say no <laughs> thank you. you. That's no. not a flex. This is gross. No, it's not. It's really good. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is an well, incredible I'm, episode. I'm talking to the round crowd. I see here. Okay, so. let's get let's shift it back to. Actually, I don't know what I was going to shift it to. Um, I was going to say that this episode is much different, much more subdued than our last year's episode for Thanksgiving. Do you remember what we did last year? I do not. We I had all good. the people on. We had all our previous guests on oh, up to that point of the show, and we had that. that we did a live, and we did that was that for whole Thanksgiving. Thing. That wasn't like yeah. a chosok no, thing was or a, anything. No, okay. it was a Thanksgiving one. Yeah, chusok, chusok. It was yeah, for chusok, but I think it was right around Thanksgiving but that it was we did closer that. to Thanksgiving. It might have been. Yeah. I think it was like I think we did a live the day before or something. Mm. Like that. So, but I was I was saying much more subdued. But then we get talking about buffets, and I don't even know what, <laughs> and maybe not. Maybe no, not. it's all it's all a matter of perspective. I feel like this might be much more pers- uh, subdued than a year ago, but compared to our last solo episode, this uh, this one is way up. <laughs> this has so. gone way up. This <laughs> has gone way up and completely in another direction. Oh, well, I mean, it's like it's like the Scrubs formula, you know, like when you know that you got a very serious heartbreak moment coming, then before that, you got to just like basically become clowns, and so oh, we're sure, doing sure, that, sure. but in the opposite direction. Like we just that had kind sense. of a serious conversation, and now Nathan's just flexing on what types of buffets to go <laughs> on the Caesar's Palace buffet. You have not lived until you've went to Caesar's Palace and had the buffet. Have you seen bone marrow on a buffet before? Have you? <laughs> okay, someone leave a comment. You, somebody else out there has to be on my side for this. I want to know. I want to know who has Anyone had bone marrow to the on a buffet. Bacchanal? So. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible is that yes. it is that the show yeah, i think that's the whole i show. will not talk about buffets uh, anymore we can we can talk about adoption related no i want you to talk about anything ask him anything so, uh, this is still nom so we are in a week three of nom so. all right well i'll ask you then what did you write about today since you've been sharing the topic was belonging i actually had some trouble with it it's a uh, it's kind of an interesting topic because I had to look it up, and the first thing I thought of when I and then I, when I saw it is I got kind of triggered because I, I read it as like belong to. Oh sure. And I'm like, I don't belong to anybody, you know. And then I was like, oh, it's that that stupid question. It's like, how much did you cost? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. something that no adoptee ever wants to hear, right? And so that that's the first I was like, oh, but it's not. It's belonging. Do I feel like I belong here? And um, I went into just talking about how, like the the definition, belonging is an infinity uh, for a place or situation. You know, Webster's Dictionary defines <laughs> yeah. well, belonging. I, I just as, wanted to make sure, you know. You know, Britannica Encyclopedia defines... I will never be. <laughs> But, uh, so I, I do. I mean, I, I have met my biological family, so... Not to flex on that one, Patrick. Before you say it, I uh, wasn't even gonna say it, but that's I'm actually, yeah, this is. I'm thinking. We only call out the weird ones. <laughs> yeah, the buffets. <laughs> the, the Caesar right. salad buffet. Oh, okay, the many thousands of times that you've been to Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I I love my parents and I love my um, family and I truly feel connected to them and they've respected everything that I've done and looked uh, into my adoption about and 
there, there's just been a lot of, of respect there. And that gives me that closeness and that affinity. So I belong with them. Um, but since meeting my biological family, knowing the situation and why I was adopted and getting a very similar love and respect from them and, and, uh, just connecting with them more. Uh, I feel like I also belong, you know, have a belonging feeling with them as well. And so, so my answer actually, and the thing that I was going to post today, which I will later, um, I, I think the answer for me is both. I feel a belonging with both my, uh, adoptive family and my biological family for different reasons and for uh, having a feeling of loss in both situations as well. One being that I, my adoptive family, I don't look like them. I'm not DNA related to them. I was raised in a, you know, fairly white, um, centric neighborhood. And so it was just very, I, I didn't feel like I belonged there, but the opposite is true for Korea. I don't speak the language. Uh, yeah. I share sure. DNA, but I don't feel like I belong there either because of, of that. Um, so in the end, I, I feel like I belong to both, but the one thing I also was going to write about was that I do also feel like I belong, you belong the to the John Chi boys, the John Chi boys, <laughs> you belong with we. yeah. So I, I definitely have appreciated the community that we have all formed and connected with. So yeah, definitely. I agree. I think, uh, I wrote a little bit about it specifically like with my adoptive family, you know, like I definitely feel like I belong with them or I felt like I felt that feeling of belonging and that feeling of Jong, you know, the mm -hmm. really those bonds that we've forged over a very long time. Got it. And I just wanted uh, to go, oh, so Korean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but yeah, like it's, the Korean. <laughs> that's all yeah, I got. Look at Mr. Fluent over here. <laughs> Jeez. That's all I got. That's Jeez. all I got. I literally could not give you any more. <laughs> I just repeat that. That would be kind of good on a cadence. Um, but in, when it comes to like community, like where I grew up, I definitely never really felt like I belonged to that community um, at first. And I really had to go out of my way to make myself feel like that. Uh, which was more chasing acceptance uh, versus actually feeling that sense of belonging. Um, you know, even though I've made a lot of friends and I still go back there and I had a lot of, I have a lot of affinity for that town. There's Jong there with them. Number two. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's just uh, the balance that, that nuance in all of our stories and, I know plenty of adoptees who don't have any of that with their adoptive family. Uh, and it's not great, you know, and there is, they don't ever, they've never felt like they belong there. And I totally get that. You know, I definitely felt that way in Asian spaces. I felt like I did not belong there. Like I got to get out of here. Uh, and now I don't feel like that. Uh, I feel a lot better about it, but um, yeah, I think walking the tightrope, that's okay. Yeah, totally. I um, was just thinking about belonging and, and one of the, the ways that I relate to this kind of idea in a very similar way, but I think is actually indicative of a much deeper thing is fashion. So mm. one of my earliest memories of not belonging was uh, in elementary school, I was singing uh, the, the solo, it was a song called uh, Living in the Heart of America. 
Um, and it had this like kind of country vibe to it. I still know an embarrassing amount of those words. You but know all the words to every song. I remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. I remember the first time I sang it because I ended up doing it twice, uh, like in two different performances. But the first time when I was younger, I had to wear a cowboy hat because you know Texas and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and um, it's like it was a weird thing because I knew that I wasn't really allowed to wear a cowboy hat. Like that Asian cowboy just like did not exist in the late nineties in my brain space. And that just like, wasn't it. So I was like, I can't do this. Like that was, I think my first moment of imposter syndrome. If I was to like, mm. go back and give little KJ some vocab, but then thinking about, um, so we were, my wife and I were walking outside of our apartment and there are a fair amount of Koreans who live near the area or even in this complex. Right. And so, saw a Korean walk in and Sarah was just like, Oh man, why don't you like ever dress like that? And like, I don't know, man, like Korean fashion is so difficult. I don't know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And we had just watched some TikToks about like life in Korea. Anyways. So I was thinking about like, Patrick, like what you said, I feel comfortable calling myself Asian American and stepping into and embracing and loving that identity and that part of me. But thinking about being Korean, like native Korean, one of the markers for me is when I feel like I have, kind of gotten into Korean fashion a little bit. And part of that, I think, is my own hang up about not feeling very fashionable. You know, I've said, uh, I think a couple times on the show, like I had to work really hard to dress like an average white guy. And so now I have to work (laughs) extra hard to like dress not just like a basic white guy, you know, like I uh, sidebar. I remember very specifically in high school, I went over to Sarah's house and this was like, I think around when we had started i guess we must have been dating because i was allowed to go over to her house but like all of her white uh boy friends came over and like we were all wearing like the same uh button down like shirt <laughs> from uh like american eagle and oh, like yeah. the distressed jeans and whatever oh, and all yeah. long hair but like i was like oh my god i'm so basic <laughs> but then like I, but i was like but i, I felt bad because it's like i put a lot of work into this outfit and i thought about it really hard blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh my god i look like all of her dumb friends and here i am trying to be her dumb boyfriend and yeah so i think like that's my own hang up right is like once i have gotten the korean fashion sensibility then i'll have made it as a korean and yet i think that that's really indicative of understanding like where you're from and like kind of belonging to that group like um in this tiktok they were like, oh, fashion in Korea is so trendy and everybody hops on the bandwagon and does whatever, right? And But like, for me, like, just the way, obviously, like, clothes are clothes, but like, the way that Koreans put colors together or like, mm. layers together, just like, it just, my brain doesn't work that way. But I know it when I see it, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a Korean, like, style or, you know, whatever. So, um, but I just, I can't do that. But I think if I were able to live there or hang out in a Korean group or, you know, whatever, and like, get that sensibility i would be able to to put that on and then i think in some ways feel more comfortable in my own skin and also feel more comfortable like calling myself korean because like in that way i would be more physically presenting as korean where opposite of that like i knew i was like i don't look like a texan i don't look like any of my family or any of my friends or whatever i can't wear the the cowboy hat like i just look dumb i've never worn boots in my life really like i hate so wearing cowboy just, boots yeah so i just like that's like a whole thing, you know, I'm, and I'm comfortable not doing that now. And at the same time, like love singing the stars at night are big and bright. 
deep in the heart of Texas. Like I love like little things like that, you know? So like, it's a weird, like it's a weird dance for me of figuring out how I belong to places and how I, I navigate that like dissonance and that gray area in my head. So Patrick definitely understand what you're saying about walking that tightrope and feeling like, I don't know, just being between things. Oklahoma, where the wind goes <laughs> sweeping down the place. Sorry, I just wanted to jump Back in. Home uh, again yeah, okay, in Indiana. Okay, all right. okay, there we go. Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, <laughs> Indiana. Um, and France, Rome, yeah. or Spain. <laughs> but I do think I think it just I think it has a lot to do with how you define it individually. And yeah, I think it's it pops up everywhere. Especially, I hadn't thought about it fashion wise, but it really does. Like I remember being like mom we have to go to abercrombie and fitch and right. i have to get these clothes because everybody else has got the clothes and yeah. then after i got them nobody was wearing that shit anymore so like, <laughs> i'm always one step behind i'm already at a disadvantage so i just look different now I'm one step behind in the clothing cloth yep. game cloth game i don't know um so it was just yeah it's just it's always a tightrope and usually i'm not walking across the tightrope i'm hanging on and I'm or like, oh, I, I got my legs wrapped around like run this. straight through the like, tightrope like it's yeah. the finish line. <laughs> oh yeah, running through. Yeah, the just, tight just rope, obliterate just tearing it. it down. <laughs> yeah, I've grown yeah, to giant size like Ant Man uh, or then Giant Man. Nathan and is like, I just come in here I with didn't a large. Care. Ribbon I made cutting. my own tightrope. He literally so. is like, <laughs> I come go. in with a large ribbon cutting scissors. He's like, I just walk on the ground. Keep it on the ground. I loved wearing a cowboy hat, and not specifically in. Oklahoma, but after Oklahoma, like, because uh, so I, I love country music. I used to listen to country music all the time. Yeah. I've been As to I country line dancing karaoke. bars. I've oh, gone, yeah. yeah, I sing karaoke country songs. You're right, you guys were there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were like, why are, you looking for, why are you looking for country songs at a Naughty Bong? Yeah, exactly. That was kind of not easy. Um, and yeah, no, I, I embraced that aspect of it. And it's a good thing because that was some of the <laughs> ways that my wife and I connected when we first met. So, you know, really? Allison's was, a big country fan. She's too? a big country line dancing fan as well. She oh, went yeah, to yeah, yeah, the line Davis. dancing. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And okay. So she listened to a lot of country music. And then when she found out that I did too, uh, her friend was like, wow, you need to ask him out. How many other Asians are you going to find yeah. like country music? I remember <laughs> this. You telling the story now of specifically in your episode. I That's really funny. Oh now. gosh, that was over a year ago. I do yeah. not remember. So that, that is something that I've embraced because, you know, I don't, I don't think you have to like a genre of music if, you know, based on location or race no, or you any do. of that stuff. You can do you, right? So No, you no, have to it's like all the regional. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. But wearing the hat, yeah, I, I stuck out. I'm sure I looked a little interesting at the times I have worn one, but but that's okay. I like it. Uh, I even my MySpace Allison makes fun of me because my MySpace, uh, you know, you could actually have like a a nickname or something in quotations. I think uh, mm-hmm. on MySpace, my name was the Korean Cowboy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, but I mean. Hey. That was way more normal than whatever I thought it was. That you were <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go. Uh, oh, no, Vegas that's pretty, buffet guy, 87. pretty normal. Yeah, yeah he's like Caesar's dope. Palace cowboy <laughs> buffet. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Buffet Bone marrow boy. <laughs> but I hear you about the, the the fashion wanting to fit in with the fashion. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like you have to know. You yeah. know, like fashion is such a statement of either you don't know you know when you're fitting in or you know when you're like rebelling against right, right. like there that's those are kind of like the three big groups um and so like but you have to know in order to like 
know your community or maybe you have to know your community in order to know like where you stand, you know, in your fashion sense. And I think that that's, so that's, that is what I mean. Like it's, it's kind of silly to talk about fashion as a way of belonging, but especially like in high school when everybody's trying to figure out who their crowd is, like that's, you know, where it all starts. And then I think as you get more comfortable, you can just be like, yeah, whatever. I'm a dad. And so I'll wear my sketchers and my cargo shorts and whatever. Uh, but having, having that communal knowledge yeah. <laughs> did i just call out what exactly what you're yeah, wearing whatever <laughs> okay <laughs> i've Sorry, my I dad's wearing the same thing i just actually. heard a number a number of people being like why do dads always wear sketchers and cargo shorts <laughs> that's anyway they're i'm never gonna wear functional sketchers. and affordable yeah, leave me alone functional affordable never, comfortable but, but, <laughs> but i'm never gonna wear sketchers <laughs> um but yeah it's just like it's it's one of those things that you know you have to know the community in order to position yourself with that fashion and so it is it feels silly but also i think indicative of some deeper things even far and beyond maybe not beyond but like in a similar way to uh language and specifically idioms and those kinds of things so yeah yeah so so to dig a little deeper uh kj i know you've been to korea um, but you were 16 or so at the time. How did you feel when you were there as far as any relation to belonging? Did you feel like you belonged in that country? Sort of. I think I, I was probably younger than that. I was probably like 13 or 14. Okay. Um, and I remember, I think the timeline checks out here. I might be misremembering, but uh, I remember getting a bowl cut because I was in middle school and I wanted a more Asian hairstyle. And I, I didn't know because the internet isn't the same then as it is now, but like, I didn't know what I could do to have an Asian hairstyle, but I knew that that the internet that is sure. Uh, that is what I had when I was younger, I think. And like I had seen some other Asian photos or Asian people with the bowl cut. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And then I, I, I'm pretty sure I rocked that to Korea and was like, nah, this is not right. Or it could have been the op- opposite way where I went to Korea and then I was like, I need a, you know what I mean? Where like, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was like, I was found out by going to Korea or I went to Korea and then I was like, oh, I want this. And then I met some Asian friends and I was like, what am I doing? I'm in America. So, and I look like a dweeb. Cause it's like, it's a yearbook photo. Uh, oh I yeah. I think I had a bowl cut bowl for cut. one of my yearbook photos. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We need to post those on the after party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll try, I'll try to find it. But I, I think I was too young to really get like fitting or belonging in Korea. Some, and sure. I was just enraptured by like the travel and the being there and the mm-hmm. seeing and the doing and the experiencing and the eating, but wasn't really able to think much deeper on that, you know, because also at the time, like I had just moved schools and so I was still trying to find community that way. Like that's like way too much for a young KJ to like try to parse out, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. Even the language, like Kevin, like we talk about that all the time, but like, I definitely know as a kid that I didn't have the language to talk about what belonging was and why yeah. I felt like I either didn't belong or to the community, but did belong to my, or felt like I felt belonging with my family uh mm-hmm. and my friends but at the same time i was all based on like way more emotionally deep whatever like trauma of abandonment but yeah when i was 13 i didn't know any of that i was like man i gotta be louder i don't think anybody can hear me and now that's been detrimental for the next 17 years of my life 
totally de- to- total detriment, but it's fine. It's carried over. You mean live and learn. <laughs> yeah, it has carried yeah. over. It really has never gotten any better. It's gotten worse, but it's fine. <laughs> it's gotten worse. Nathan, as you've been separated from your time in Korea, I think probably because like it was coupled with seeing your family, like have you thought about Korea as a nation and like your position with it versus like outside of just like your your birth family scope? No, not I mean as far as a nation of of living there, I I feel like I didn't get enough time there for sure. Um so I have a a uh I guess you could say I have a a sense of of longing to go back to explore more, to get more of the culture and not just the the folk villages that I went to and and you know the meals that I had with my family which in a way is you know most of what I would do there anyway is is I would hang out with family and stuff I, I can't say that doing the touristy things would bring me a sense of you know <laughs> of Korean culture to to you know to myself or emotionally or internally or anything like that so um, it would just be my travel bug in me that I would love to do some of the, the crazy, you know, Korean things and see more of Lotte world. And, you know, I don't know, go to the top of the tower and, and, you know, just the touristy stuff, see the sites, see the temples. Um, but I did have a good time. I did feel like I saw a lot of it when I was there, even only in three days. So I do wish I had a translator so that I could have gotten a little more explanation on some things, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, so most of my my uh, um, desire to go back is to see is to see my family, but also to see a little bit more of the parts that I missed. Um, so, so it'll be interesting to see if I can do that, especially if, say, we all do a a Janchi to uh, you know to Korea someday, uh, where all of us go. Uh, it would be you pay him. It'd be an interesting <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'll pay. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, and no taxis, backsies. <laughs> That's what the buy me uh, coffee is for. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're sorry. We're just giving this update that the buy me coffee tiers are going up to fifty thousand dollars, so we can go to Korea. Fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> just one year's salary, uh, and we're going to Korea. That's fine. That's fine. Just gotta wait for my Bitcoin to hit hundred thousand. <clears throat> I'm down. I'll hop on your Bitcoin, no problem. So yeah, I I don't know, Patrick. Have you ever thought about that of having any? Uh, um, belonging feelings if you went to korea because i know you want to but yeah for sure i think that it took a long time to get to the point where i was like i'm asian enough as a person and you know if i can become more culturally competent in korean culture and other asian asian america culture uh that would be great and that will be great when as i continue on that journey um i think i'm still parsing through that so i don't really I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to get to Korea, to be honest. I will at some point, but I don't know. We'll see. And I think it'll really just kind of wash over me as uh, I get there. And the hell you then I'll, we'll you pull my, I'll pull my phone out and I'll get on Instagram live and I'll be like, Nathan, do you remember on Friday, November 12th? When we were recording a solo episode, he asked me how I felt about belonging. Well, boy, do I have some thoughts. Nathan will be like, Patrick, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Go away. Yeah. Why did I why did I answer this phone call that's actually a, an Instagram live? And there's seven people watching. I'm <laughs> furious. <laughs> yeah, this but isn't even I good mean, content. I think about it. I think about I definitely think about it just 
when I but whenever I get over there, I just haven't had the privilege to to take that step yet. So mm-hmm. um Step-ing I don't know. It's in. like it's like, yeah, I'm still working on it in my own communities here. So <laughs> and and making sure or working to feel like I feel like I truly belong in those spaces. So mm-hmm. you know, like KJ said earlier, a lot of imposter syndrome trying to combat all that. So yeah. You know what's interesting? And I I just put this language together while you were talking. And as I was listening to you, just, you know, talk about how you hope to be in Korea and what, what do you expect that'll be like? I was like, man, this whole thing about belonging, for me at least, it's like I am constantly working to not feel dumb. Like, I think that's a major motivator for me and a major motivator for wanting to learn about the culture and the language and like what it means to be Korean, et cetera. Like I've got being American down in that no one understands really what it means to be American. Right. So like I will happily join the foolish masses trying to like walk our way through the toddlership of the United States of America. But like Koreans have an identity, like it is millennia old, you know? And I think that there is like such a strong sense of that. And like I... I know that I'm a part of that tradition. I was talking with a friend slash fan of the show um, about like ancestors and stuff. And I was like, you know, I, I understand like the idea of ancestry and all that, but I've literally never thought about my own ancestors. Uh, and so that's, that was like an interesting moment, but this whole thing about belonging. Yeah. Like I just, I realized that one of my internal motivators for seeking after belonging and wanting to understand it and think critically about it, whatever, and to belong is to not feel dumb. Like that's one of yeah. my, my major, like, I don't want to appear foolish. I don't want to feel foolish, you know? Cause it's like, if I, if I appear foolish, then I am foolish. And if I like, I am foolish, then I'm not smart. And like, those are like some really deeply held identities for me. Like, I am smart is a thing that like I just hold in my my brain about myself, my heart, I guess, about myself. And so like anytime that like something comes up a, a, abrasive against that, I'm like, I don't I don't like that, you know. And yet this is a thing like my lack of belonging with Koreanness or my lack of belonging with the adoptee community or my lack of belonging or, you know, belonging in those spaces. Like those are things that regularly cause me to question one of those like core identity statements about myself. So yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting, but like, I'm glad, I guess that I, that in having this conversation, I found that language and that I found yeah. out that like internal motivator. So thank you for the three free therapy. The three you therapy. You are not welcome. I will be sending an invoice to your email inbox. <laughs> all right. Well, if we I've been go, if we paying go Katie the cat all of my Bitcoin. So I'm actually out of Bitcoin. So that's all right. However, that's you right. okay. I'll, and if we yeah, all go I'll, to Korea, we can be up. fools together. So that's that was you know. Yeah. Nice. Okay. But you Fluent are fools. very welcome. Uh, I like it when we find new language uh, on the show. That's fun. But speaking, speaking of, of fun, <laughs> oh. Oh. I think it might be time A to go transition. to our food portion. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back after this short musical cue. <laughs> welcome back. It is the John Chi Show food portion. Food portion. Today, we are going to have a short discussion about a seasoning, not necessarily a food. I mean, it's not. Yeah, no, I guess that's accurate. I mean, I think it's getting technical. I think it's a seasoning. All right. It says seasoning. It does say multi purpose seasoning mix. So. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> this is another item from Nathan's mystery box. So, Nathan, why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about 
Uh, I don't know if it's a mystery box because he didn't wrap them, but <laughs> maybe Nathan's box of goodies. Box of goodies. I like it. My box of goodies contains the O-Food Gochujang Jang Kick, which actually, so I saw at the store, there's three different bottles. Okay. So this. mine is kimchi. Oh, okay. So I did get the, <laughs> so I got different oh, ones. Which one did you get? He got a different one. Yeah. I have gochujang. Okay, yeah, so I got see? the gochujang one too. So wow. well, when I said in that other episode about you sending me different stuff, I confirmed. <laughs> it is confirmed that that happens. <laughs> That's my right. bad. That's all good. Enjoy it. So, I will. I thought I said it smelled like kimchi. So there's there's one other. So there's a kimchi, there's a uh, gochujang, and then there's a K. Barbecue? Korean barbecue or something like Ooh. that, or or just barbecue, I think it is. But there was three different flavors, and so they all sounded good, honestly. Um, but yeah, now I'm curious. Dang it. Like, yours is just a little okay, bit Okay, well, different. I'm going to read the description of our gochujang kick. This one says, adored for balancing savory, sweet, and spicy flavors, gochujang brings thrill to the table. Our unique <laughs> gochujang seasoning blends chilies, garlic, onion, and more. It's fermented, so it's the real thing. And it's dried, so you can use gochujang like never before. Shake, dust, sprinkle, rub. Give a Korean kick to whatever you create. Yes, Don't dry place I like that. Using to prevent kicking. I'm a, okay, I'm going to read mine now. The kimchi kick. A Korean kick. treasure full of umami flavor. Spicy, salty, tangy, and delicious. We combined real kimchi with garlic, sesame, onion, and ginger to create this innovative dry seasoning blend. Shake, dust, sprinkle, rub. Give a Korean kick to whatever you create. <laughs> okay, well, that just feels like copy and paste. Yeah, I know. That last one definitely was. <laughs> so I, so I, I looked in my other box because I bought four uh, and I have one of each, so. Yep. Oh, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, now gotcha. I have them. But there you um, go. You do, can always wait, try it. Do either of your things have Korean written up in the top right corner by the label? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a QR code at first. Yeah, I did too. Uh, but this one says Harmony Nin Hungukin. So I think it's says? like, yes. Mm. It's <laughs> Korean grandma something. Oh. Yeah. But, I know what yeah. Harmony means. Well, an apogee. Yeah. As everyone knows, I like salt, so... That is true. If this is a spicy salt, then I was all for it, and so that's why I bought it. Um, KJ, you were the first to try it. How did yeah. you use yours? So, I... Oh, man, I just put it on my tongue. Oh, it has such a different flavor. Wow. <laughs> no. So, when I interested. Uh, cooked with it, my mother-in-law had made, like... I'm pretty sure... Hey, Sarah, was it Paula Deen's? Yeah. Okay, Paula Deen's mac and cheese, uh, which was not my favorite. It's like baked mac and cheese with egg in it. I don't know. But it's like pretty dairy heavy, pretty um, creamy. So I added a bunch of this into the mac and cheese. And that like just pushed it in a whole new direction. And I thought it was really delicious and wonderful. Um, So yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's how I used it. I can see this being good on mac and cheese. cheese. Yeah, this would definitely be Damn, now I want some mac and cheese later. So wait till you hear how I used it. I made some chicken nuggets because, of course, my kids love chicken nuggets. <laughs> so like butter. I put it all over my chicken nuggets and I just sprinkled it all over. And then I put it on some ramen, too. Mm. Um, 
I thought you were going to say it was about a year ago when you went to Caesar's Palace buffet <laughs> and you just put it I on all it on the my items. bone marrow. <laughs> you put it yes. on the buffet items. Dude, this not even his own plate. On he just did the whole, <laughs> the whole buffet. No, this, I think this stuff would be good on, I mean, it was good on my chicken nuggets, but I think it would be good on French fries. <laughs> I think it would be good on scrambled Ooh, eggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I this would be good. You know, on all those. It's an incredibly versatile seasoning. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, th- I really do. I And so... It wasn't just H-Mart that I found this. Uh, I saw it there first, but then recently I saw it actually at my local grocery store too. So who knows? It, it may be uh, spreading around. So you guys, check your... Uh, check your O-Food got that distribution. Your, yeah. Check your grocery stores. You might find it. O-Food. Nice. Patrick, try your I, try your kimchi. I, I tried a little dab of it, and I will say it's very heavy on the salt. Uh, yeah. Hence the salt content. But... Uh, I think it's got a decent kimchi flavoring. I uh, it's on the he- leaning towards the garlic side. I would say. Mm. Do um, you like garlic? I do like garlic. We okay. use garlic um, on almost everything. Actually, I think like garlic powder or salt uh, in place of traditional salt, usually. So uh, no, but I think this is really good. I think it would would be really good on all of those different items. And I, for one, I'm more of a seasoning like this than a paste or uh, mm. like a sauce person. Yeah. I like sauce, mm-hmm. but I would Wait, rather really? season. Yeah, huh. I like sauce, but I would rather season. Um, I like so, both. yeah. Now I mean, I thinking, like both, but now like, you now you're making me think. What if I put this on a steak? That'd probably be. Good. Oh my gosh, that would Whoa. be amazing. I want that one. I want the yeah. actually. Actually, huh. gochujang, this gochujang seasoning would, I think it would be similar because it's got a lot of sugar in it. So there's a, a rub that I use um, that actually you can, well, it's my own version, but you can buy a version of it at Trader Joe's. It's like that coffee rub. And I think that uh, because the coffee rub has, it's like obviously ground coffee and then salt, pepper, and some brown sugar and garlic and onion powders. Like the, they have actually, a, I think, a fairly similar flavor palette, obviously minus the gochujang. Mm. Uh but that's like my favorite steak seasoning is that coffee mm-hmm. rub. And so I think this would be, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to have to go cook your steak. All right, I'm going to go <laughs> send five out of five. Up. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Nathan, KJ's giving it a five. Nathan, what are you going to give yours? Yeah, I would. I already think it's a five too, just because it's, it is so tasty. Uh, zero calories. <laughs> so, Good for you. Not steak. It says 2% for fourth a teaspoon. Two percent sodium, so of your daily sodium, but yeah, no, it's a lot. I, <laughs> hey, it doesn't have MSG in it, so I'm all I'm all on board there. Again, you know, I'm fine with the ingredients. I like it. Five out of five. Nathan's stamp of approval on the non MSG. I know, <laughs> yeah, but he eats seaweed, so come on, man. Come on, man. You gotta eat some MSG. You gotta say yes to all MSG. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not MSGist on the show. Um, I'll give my kimchi kick. <laughs> all uh, MSG matters, but pers- that isn't a good thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, giving it a five out of five, prospectively, because I have not used it on anything yet. Um, but I think it does taste really good. I'm actually upset I don't have the gochujang one uh, uh, right. because I think that has a well, I don't know. That's probably a little bit sweeter than hotter. And this does mm-hmm. have, I, it has the kick in it, I think. Mm-hmm. I can tell. And that might just be the salt. But uh, I'll give it a well, five out of five for now. I'm going to have to open my kimchi one just to compare now. So <clears throat> but, do it. Do it right yeah. now. Do it right now. I, I would also say another great using, use for this would be uh, popcorn seasoning. 
Ooh, yeah, that's a good. It. Okay, I'm gonna throw that too. Uh huh. All right. Well, uh-huh. while you're whipping that open, uh, KJ, where can people find us to either tell us good stuff or whatever? Uh, yeah. So as Nathan is forming his opinion, you can reach us at the John Chi Show, just like Uh, wait, sorry, John Chi Show, just like or at John Chi Show on any social platform. You can leave us a five star review on the Apple Podcast app. Um, and if you do so, we will read what you wrote, uh, whether it is good or bad or somewhere in between. Um, you can support the show um, and or get your own swag at the John Chi Show. Nope, it's just at johnchishow.com slash support or slash shop or slash uh, merch or slash store. I don't know. I think I have a bunch of redirects going on. Oh, so okay. that's what's up. Well, Nathan had to chase his kimchi salt. So now I'm curious. What yeah, well, uh, let's, let's what'd you think of it? Yeah, it's it's uh, spicier, number one. Yeah. Ooh, um, get here for it. Not as sweet, so yeah. The, the double here for it. The the gochujang has got more sugar, I think, in it. Um, the kimchi kick has more sodium in it. It's fifty five milligrams versus forty, so it's just a little uh, sir, saltier and a little spicier. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to try them for different reasons now. Now I'm going to compare them. I'm going to have to take like an omelet and do one side with this and one side with that. So. That reminds me, if someone could write in and say what the Korean word for umami is, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I just know that if Jerry ever hears this episode, he's going to be like, how dare you say a Japanese word on your Korean podcast? So. He will say that. <laughs> so someone could, if that word exists in the Korean dictionary, if they could translate us, translate it for us, that'd be great. That would be great. Leave us a five-star review and also what the translation is. Yeah, if you could tell us yeah, <laughs> the review what button. Yeah. Maybe there's not a translation. Maybe they use the Japanese word for it. Like, Nathan. like we use, you know, <laughs> like when we call tacos, tacos. I mean, come on. Wait. <laughs> okay. <is that> okay? <laughs> All right. Nathan, where can they find, where can people find you at on? The Besides ones? Caesar Palace, am I right? Hey, <laughs> the sons of the buffet of Caesar Palace. <laughs> uh, I had that coming. Uh, you can find me and Noah on Instagram. And thank you for everyone new who's been following me. So, yeah. Well, thanks for doing all the work, putting out that great content, man. Yeah. Plug the show more. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Patrick in the world on Instagram. I am currently coming off of a break about to go back on another one for the holiday. Um, I also have some other cool stuff that I'm going to be announcing soon, working on a really big project surrounding citizenship. Uh, so stay tuned for that. He's found the city of Atlantis and he's working on getting his green card. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get through immigration to get to become (laughs) a citizen of Atlantis. Uh, the lost city. All right. With, uh, Theo. Theo, what's his face? I'm trying to. I, I can't trying to pull down literally any characters name. from Disney. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's Theo. Theodore? I think it is Theo. Yeah, two for flinching. Okay. Anyways, uh, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will uh, see you the next time that you decide to turn on our podcast. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. See you. I mean, wait, Johnchi, heyo. Heyo. Bye. Heyo and goodbye.